Clear broadcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. <laughs> oh hey, we're live. Whoa, we're live. Woo, doggy, we're live at PBS Welcome uh, to another episode of the soon to be sponsored so, by the Bitcoin Company show. Yeah, oh yeah, real quick, let's roll the last voltage added of the year. Voltage, we need you to re up. Whoa. Let us know. Ladies and gentlemen, voltage. our good friends at Voltage sponsored this show. For I don't know how many, how many of the last six months? months, six months, six months of sponsorship. They got so much. They got so much value. Think about it. All you plebs and devs, how much value? Not they only got. have they supported your lightning adventures, but they've supported your pizza eating habits, your taco eating habits. All we talk about is voltage all day here. Think about it. Yeah, I know. It's as disgusting as how much pizza I just ate, which was also sponsored by Voltage. Yeah, thank you, Voltage, for sponsoring this year. We look to have those talks soon. Yeah, I would say direct correlation. That there. makes sense. That yeah, makes yeah, total yeah. sense. Yeah, Tony, Tony, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, who's uh, who's uh, participating in the uh, sweater, the sweat, ugly sweater contest? So one, everybody two. except for Tristan. Wait, are you Jenna? Oh wait, should we should we do the announcements then? You want to do the announcements? Should we just introduce them? You talking to me? Yeah. Are we? What are we? We're doing like the same thing we did for Halloween, where we're just yeah, Halloween. Like roll them on up here. All right, let's go. Let's go, Janet. Come, come first. You uh, show us your your ugly sweater first, and Who, then we'll. Am I leaving? Or are you leaving? No, we both stay here. I oh. think this should be good. This well. should be. Um, so we got our first ugly sweater of the day. Hey, uh, what do you? We think? were just talking about you, Kiana. What do you think? Or, ugly enough or well, the sweater? Uh, Noel is my middle name. Oh, I love that. What That's is great. it? What about Noel? Noel. Your middle name is actually Noel? Yeah, but... That's great. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's next? Jana. Nick, are you in this? Yeah. Oh, look at this. That looks like a... Is that a Noster? I hate Noster sweater? Yeah. <laughs> it's an I love Noster sweater. That's what that Nick would wear. my sweater. I got it from Nordstrom Rack. It's, it's little beers with uh, Santa hats on it. That seems appropriate. Yeah. We're doing a shout out. We're doing a, 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 a drunk Santa bar crawl tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. I, I also was told earlier today by Nick that uh, Galois might be a future PBS sponsor. That's, what? That's what he said. Nicholas, are you serious? He said, he wow. said, I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, let's make it happen. It's a very, very inexpensive sponsorship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's literally just a dollar. It's of basically sats. whatever you can provide to feed a starving dev. Uh, For ninety nine cents, you can feed everybody but Tristan. Topher, Topher, you ready? <laughs> I think I think my my vote's Topher. I think. Let's see what Ch Topher. I is. have to agree. This is a good. That's a good sweater. It says chilling with my snowmies. Chilling with my snowmies, man. That's what awesome. I like to do every day. Just another day at Pub Lab. Dude, that's awesome. Work it, work it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we, we got anybody else? Uh, I think we got one more. Uh, Tristan. Beach? Well, that's everybody. Thanks wait, for participating, wait, wait. Tristan, guys. Tristan Beach, come up, come up. So this is uh, Tristan Beach's uh, sweater of choice, ugly sweater. <laughs> Did you just 
take this right now? Yeah. I did. So the sweater I had from high school, I lost. And it was three reindeer fucking each other. But uh, I couldn't find that one, so I just made this last minute. Vote Tristan. <laughs> oh. All right, well... <laughs> Can we get the can we get some votes out it, there? It, fail, uh, it fails to that last participant fails to be a Christmas sweater, so he's out of the running oh immediately. Oh my god! Um, uh, should we do a vote, Logan? Who do you vote for, Logan? Tristan? You could have you could have won had you asked to take a picture of my jingle bells. Logan, who do you vote for, Logan? <laughs> you think Topher? Okay. It's jokes like these that are the reason the Bitcoin company won't sponsor this uh, show. So I, think my, I think my vote is going to be Topher as well, too. But close second is definitely uh, Nick and Tristan. For sure. Sorry, Jenna. Just I, uh, I'm going to give my vote to, to Topher as well. Wow, so as to much so as Topher I, won. As much as even, even, though, even though Halloween, we, we, we awarded the best costume based on entertainment value. And clearly that one actually went to Tristan. Uh, but I don't like him, so he loses. <laughs> so Topher wins. Uh, Topher, you got any words you want to say? You want a million sats right now. You want a million sats. Uh, I, I want to thank everyone else for being too lazy to dig up a Christmas sweater and just making me clear in the running. Uh, do you have your lightning wallet? I do. Oh, we can do this live? We're going to do this live. Because you can, because it's Bitcoin. The women's division. Yeah, we're equal. We're, uh, we're gender agnostic at Club Lab. That's why I say Jana had one of the best ugly sweaters of all time. We'll allow people to just transition to use women's wrappers at any time. Yeah. It's uh, is Ben is Benna? I think is, I'm just what, gonna. What do we call a Ben? Female? Oh, ben. are you really? And just like is there a female Ben? Okay. Benita, there it is. Do you have a million sets ben, on there? If Ben uses the ladies' restroom, he becomes Benita. Yeah, you're making me invoice for a million sets. Ben, you got you got something you want to tell us about gender pronouns? You know this is a really kid-friendly show. Come tell tell us about All it. Right, here, we're gonna do the million sat bounty. What? All right, paid it right now. We pay, got canceled it right last now. night. Boom. We got Did canceled. Show the camera. Night? Who got canceled? Boom. 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 Thanks for participating. Go deposit into the snack fund. Nice. <laughs> Come up, our first guest of the night is a Ben. We just need to see which Ben is coming up here first. Come on. Come on, Ben. Come tell Santa what you want for Christmas. I didn't know it was um, <laughs> ugly, ugly sweater day. It, it's just like some lighter color of red. But it looks nice. Tickle the beard and tell me what you want for Christmas. Um, <laughs> what do I want for Christmas? That's a good question. Your two front teeth? I got a juicer recently. Nice. I've been, I've been drinking, I'm a big juice guy now. Yeah? I've been drinking fresh squeezed orange juice every morning. You're juicing? Bruh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I like it. Carman had some last night, probably doesn't remember. Just don't share needles. I, I was trying to open his uh, bottle and cut my finger wide open. But yeah, juicing. I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I ran into my first, um, well not my first. Tristan, get a job, bruh. Yeah, yesterday almost what, what Carman was saying was I almost got canceled yesterday because uh, 
I just like innocently referred to someone as a she. She was very upset, or they were very upset because <laughs> they were they were they. Mm. And I've, I've never actually encountered that issue in my life before. Very respectful person. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's I mean, it's I don't like care. it's awkward in the moment. It's when, very like, awkward yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, they were very very much looked like a she. And uh, very much was a she. It was a good looking bay. Do you think she was trolling you? No. <laughs> no, she was not. She's not like, like, you fucking cis white male. Like. Yeah, she called me a cis white male. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what that meant until someone explained it to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent uh, three years in San Francisco, so I'm familiar with all of it. Cis, cis means you identify as the gender you identify as. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, know so that. normal. That's intelligent understanding of science, um, just like it means a bunch of those things. Cis just means that you were born your gender. Yes, correct. It was. It sounded which very, is everybody. <laughs> sounded very derogatory in the moment. I've never been. You cisgendered white male. That's that's what Dude, she literally said. I had said. so many conversations in San Francisco that ended with you can't understand. You're a white male. You can't understand. You're a straight white male. You can't understand. You're a cisgendered straight white male. It just like kept getting longer and longer and longer. I mean, I lived, it was like, whoa. How I lived in SF too, but uh, I guess I just didn't run, run into how? people like that. Yeah, this is just like a cis, straight, white, neurotypical, able-bodied. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the words just go on forever. Well, I mean, for the pizza you're very welcome, man. Sponsored not by the Bitcoin company yet. <laughs> Let us raise another round, then we can start talking. Yeah. We, are, we are actually... How, how are things going with the Bitcoin company? Things are going really well. We um, you still have a Ben Carmen on staff? That's good. Yeah, he spends spends a lot of time on hackathons and, and other projects, but he's, he is he is grinding away. It's understandable. We yeah, we're about to add uh, one new feature: card linked offers, which will let you like get Bitcoin in a, like just from your normal shopping on your your standard credit cards, which is cool. And then we'll uh, start building out like the banking and and Bitcoin exchange, which I don't really think, outside of Cash App, I don't think there's any like kind of neobank that speaks Bitcoin but still lets you do like bill pay and things like that. So that'll be exciting. Uh, I love let, Cash App. Should let people like start, so. yeah, start kind of like the, the Sahil, uh, get on zero people can hold Bitcoin but then still have a way to pay rent and things. Um, Is, will you be moving towards... Um, you cisgendered white... Um, are you guys gonna try to do auto conversions or like is that kind of basically what you just outlined anyways like like I think the one thing that is missing on cash app is like holding it in Bitcoin and not needing to go in myself and physically convert the Bitcoin to dollars before spending at the point of sale like I would love to just be able to hold the Bitcoin and then use a regular card that goes through by just basically auto converting the Bitcoin that I'm holding into the dollar balance that'd be That'd be epic. I so mean, why is no one doing that yet? It's a little challenging because you you need custodial Bitcoin, like you need an actual uh, custodial account on the platform in order to do that. And one of the issues we're running into is, well, a lot of these card providers, you could theoretically do that. You would have like a, a Bitcoin account that you'd need a provider that can not only hold Bitcoin, hold dollars, but also perform the exchange. And right now they're like, 
aren't really a lot of service providers that do that. Someone like Prime Trust, which a lot of people use, they don't offer the debit side of things. So you'd have to like. Roll. Doesn't Cash App have all of that though? Yeah, but they. Cash bank. App could theoretically do what I. Yeah, but I believe Cash App's working with uh, Cross River, who has like, um, and they also have millions of dollars to like pre-fund their, you know, like debit account as well. So, um, one of the one of the issues as well is that because it requires, because it requires. It's Simon. Uh, who's this? Let's fucking go! Oh, sorry. No. But yeah, to answer your question, it requires custodial Bitcoin, it requires uh, custodial USD and a card program. Um, and then typically when you have custodial Bitcoin, uh, there's like a ton of requirements around chain analysis and stuff that these like third-party platforms kind of mandate and sure. so if you want to respect your users privacy a lot of times you uh you have to kind of like roll your own program however i think it's an interesting idea for maybe not everybody but there's for sure as i mean at least what i've seen growing out like an early stage bitcoin company right is that like there's always this conversation around how do you scale out to the next billion users right well some huge portion of the next billion users don't care about the self-custodianship and like I, I obviously it's an important factor and you want to educate people right but yeah. like getting to that next billion people like there's some group of people that are just going to be like well I, I have bitcoin and i want to yeah i want to just be able to spend it anywhere i go and it's like that reaching that next billion people there's got to be a way to kind of offer it if they want it while also still offering that kind of yeah that uh like non-custodial non-tracking customer security model that the that the kind of hardcore yeah, so you can stage users want the, the problem is is like if you want to work with kind of like a banking as a service or a Bitcoin as a service provider, they typically are are very risk averse because they don't want to screw up what they have. And so they implement they go above and beyond and implement a lot of these like chain analysis tools and things. And you have to basically ask yourself as a as a company, like, are you willing to do that or do you want to do go the hard way, which is like, go get all your MTLs. You do the custody yourself. You build your own compliance program. Um, that's what we're going to do at TVC. We want to kind of like build the best tool we can, but we, we don't want to sell out and, and kind of throw our river or sell our users down the river. So, um, it's a trade off. Like if, if, if we wanted to go to market really fast and, you know, perform chain analysis and everyone, we could, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's not, that's not how the bends do it. So. Fair enough, man. What? The, the one thing that you could we're, we are thinking about, though, is like rolling a debit program. We probably won't be able to custody. We don't want a custody. So I think we're going the non-custodial exchange route. But you could like theoretically just send Bitcoin, convert it to dollars and then load that onto your card. So it wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you're just sitting on, you know, your Bitcoin on the on the custodial account. But if you wanted to send it to us, you know, Saturday at 2 p.m., you could. And after if it was lightning, it could be instantaneous. And after one transaction on, or you know, a couple of transactions on chain, you could like we could load your debit account. So it's not like the exact solution, but again, we we at least don't have to you know kind of sell out on the privacy side of things. Fair enough. Anybody else? Any questions for the Ben while he's up here? It's good to see you, man. It's been way too long. Were you first more yeah, Uber's Uber's probably our Uber's probably our biggest one. Chewy's would be cool. So the closest, the uh, yeah, we're like constantly adding more gift cards. We Carman's supposed to be integrating a new provider right now, but he's been putting that off. 
Um, the biggest thing, like for someone like Chewy, I think is uh, we'll be rolling out card linked offers soon. So it won't let you pay with your Bitcoin, but if you do make a purchase with your with your card, you will get like you know seven or eight percent Bitcoin back. And I do believe Chewy's is maybe on that list when we first roll it out. There's a lot of a lot of big companies. Um, and then, you know, we could work on affiliate deals kind of lolly style. But yeah, I mean, we're constantly looking for, for more and more gift cards. But uh, yeah, I guess we, should, we probably should put up a portal and let people kind of vote because we could go direct to some brands. We don't have, you know, we're not doing crazy volumes right now. Typically to get like uh, a big brand like that, you need to be able to tell them like, I'm going to push, you know, a couple million dollars of gift card sales to you. And um, yeah, we've had a few people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you. <laughs> I was bummed. Now. I was bummed because you uh, you were kind enough to give me a uh, gift card for for Christmas, which I really appreciate. And it was like a, a physical card, so I knew you didn't order it through us. I was like, damn it, man. We gotta. We actually did our first bulk order of. Um, of physical visa cards someone ordered a bunch of them and they're like been handing them out at christmas so um we, we do need to build that one in where like right now it's kind of live off your gift cards whereas we should we should enable like the give a gift card as a gift use case and so um yeah the deep links, uh, I think they're called deep links or maybe universal links. But yeah, when you like buy an Uber gift card, one tap adds to your wallet, like no friction. It is really nice. We we tested out with Uber because that was like one of the it's kind of hard to find these deep links for apps sometimes. But the experience is great. We should we should definitely try and replicate that across other brands as well. I think there's probably a few more we could do that on with like Grubhub and things like that. Did you know it was me yelling at you that one day when you were like walking out of Shiners? Um, you might have been drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like leaving Shiners one day, and I, uh, I just like yelled out the window of the car as I was driving down the road. I was like, "Come visit your friends at Plug Lab." Oh, if you said that, then I'm sure I knew it was you. But uh, yeah, I mean, random people screaming in the street in Austin, That's right around Six in Congress, is is pretty common. So I kind of tuned that. Hey, out. we got more people in the house. That's true, man. Everybody down there screaming yeah. for some reason or another. Uh, you want to bring anybody else up? Yeah, why not? All right, who's next? Didn't we have something else we needed to talk about? Oh, we needed we needed our good friend Nick to come rant about Noster. All right, let's do it. Come on, man. Come tell Jack why he's wrong. Hey, thank you, man. You're looking good. Yeah, thanks, dude. Good to see you again. See you again in like eight months. No, Nick, we're not doing we're not doing it. Okay, we got someone who'll do it. We'll talk about Noster. Let's do it. Well, I was expecting like a deep rant about like uh, why Nasser was going to fail and how it was an awful protocol. And nah, he's just going to talk shit from the back. Hey, someone go, someone go yell hush at my dog. Iris, hush. There we go. I was going to try and Works do it not time. behind the microphone. It does work most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, sir. I didn't see you Wednesday. Did you take? Yeah. Yeah, so Wednesday Nate I went and I did just the sauna, and then yesterday I couldn't walk, so uh, I took the day off. And today I can kind of walk, but I also took the day off. My, my whole body, like, it's clear that I don't actually know what the right limits are after this much time off. Because uh, I was, I was, yesterday I was legitimately, yeah, you were limping. I was a cripple yesterday. I like, I like got out of bed and like, 
I was I was still in bed, yeah. but all I did was like put my feet on the floor and like as the foot hit the floor, my like calves like started like on fire. I was like, I hadn't even stood up yet. They just like touched the floor and uh, it was painful. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I'll be back Monday morning. I mean, I'm going to be gone next week. I'm leaving for like the holidays through like early next year, but feels good to get back into it. It was a good week. I mean, even though I took Thursday and Friday off to just like not be dying, uh, it, it feels good. Yeah, it was nice, man. And so uh, that was our Noster segment. Good, good chat about Noster. Noster and the story of the <laughs> fire calves. Tell us about Noster, man. What do you do? You like Noster, or are you like an anti-Noster folk? Like uh, I do like Noster. Noster is fun. I, I swear, sometimes Nick just likes to take the anti approach to everything because he just likes to be the guy who like has somebody to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> he every time there's like one of us tweets or replies to a tweet about Noster, he's always there, making sure, yeah, making sure that we understand how much Noster sucks. <laughs> That's true. And why is the main Noster? Uh, meet up on telegram and not on Noster. Yeah. So yeah, like there's some uh, big news in the Noster community. Uh, we finally got Jack Dorsey on our side. 14 Bitcoin. He yeah. essentially gave away like a dollar. That's how yeah. nice of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. You're, of Simon course has you a do. question. Uh, sorry if it's a stupid question, but what is Noster? <laughs> Boom, that just What happened. is Noster? Yeah, on relays. Notes and other. Hey, Iris. Notes and other stuff transmitted over relays. Yeah. So Noster is pretty cool. It is a protocol for relays to talk to each other and for people to talk to those relays uh, over WebSockets, which is really cool. WebSockets is like a new thing. And yeah. What's a relay? A relay. It's like a Bitcoin node. Like you have your node there and you're plugged into the network and you're either sending transactions into the network or you're relaying other transactions into the network. But that's not how Noster works. So that was a terrible analogy. No. Yeah. Yeah, a relay, a relay I don't know why they're called relays because they don't actually relay to each other. Um, but it's essentially just like a database. Uh, somebody decides to host a relay and it's really a database that you can connect to with the WebSocket and just use it for you know, just building applications. I have a question. It's really uh, simple. A WebSocket is a cool way to uh, for clients to communicate with one another. Um, that doesn't use like the old way of doing things, which was like call and response. You had to send a request to another computer and then wait for a response. And that's kind of what's happening underneath the hood with WebSockets. But WebSockets makes it more like interactive, where you can actually subscribe to something and then you can get pushed messages in return. So it's like if you think about how notifications work where you're like subscribed to a channel and if you're in that channel you're constantly getting like messages from other people as they're talking to each other and you just plugged into that stream. WebSockets essentially lets you do that. And fun, so it's just really cool. Fun fun facts, that dog is still not even nine months old. Yeah, she keeps growing. Yeah, so uh, Jack, uh, he got onto Noster. So like he joined uh, Domus, which is uh, William's project. He built uh, a Noster client on iOS. It's called Domus. This is really cool. 
He also has a web version called Domus Web. And so, uh, yeah, he got Jack to join. And uh, so Jack Dorsey was on there posting. He's still on there posting. Uh, and he also joined the Telegram chat. So that's where he made the announcement that he was giving away the Bitcoin to Fiat Jaff. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, Fiat Jaff, like when he got back from the yacht shop, uh, picking out a color, uh, he also put together a document basically saying how he's going to spend the Bitcoin. And so he has like all these different uh, initiatives where he's going to give yacht. sets. Yeah, a a after he bought his new yacht. Gotcha. Yeah. Because whatever was left. Yeah, shout out to Super Testnet because uh, he got some of that money. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Did did he accept it? <laughs> oh, I imagine. Well, I, I imagine he, he said did. thank you anyways, but uh, I don't. Oh, yeah. great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's been more active on Enigma. He did get hacked. So uh, sure last night. I'm sure he's thrilled about it. Last night, somebody was posting some uh, interesting looking things into the channel uh, on Enigma, into the Noster channel. And it turns out it was uh, an injection attack, like a script all injection all attack. No, but pub keys or private keys got leaked. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, super confirmed that it did. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the way Super uh, designed Enigma is that you also have an Ellen Bits wallet along with your Noster account, and they're uh, intrinsically linked. So um, my uh, measly 2,000 sats are still there, so they didn't get swept or anything, but I imagine... Hello, folks. I mean, it might have been a responsible disclosure, because it sounds like this guy uh, that found the exploit disclosed it to Super. It might have been it super, was, yeah. It was super testnet, had it exposed by Brill. Um, yeah. It's this cover story. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's to this hilarious. day, whenever there's a spam attack on Noster, Super has to say, like, oh, it, it isn't me this time. That's like the of course preface. it's not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, things are looking pretty bullish for Nostra right now. There's like tons of new users that are joining. Every I miss day. Super. Yeah, Super, me too. come back. It's not even that cold this year, man. It's been like moderate. Yeah. Has anybody actually? Have we had like a cold day this winter yet? You're cold today. Yeah, today has been cold, but you want to take off that hoodie and come no, share no, some body heat. Yeah, so it's because uh, you don't have any hair, man. You got to grow some out. It'll keep you warm. <laughs> it's fun to heckle Tony. You got to Tony you know, in the background. You got to like you got to close the circle. You know what I mean? You, you just got like an upside down you going on right now. <laughs> Speaking of Noster, how's a uh, vortex coming along? Then it's a dead project. It's a dead project. No, Bitcoin's dead. Vortex is dead. What happened? Oh, yeah, you were talking about that at BitDevs. Well, that's a but shame. It, can't you just build it on something else? Oh, so it's not dead. Ah, oh, okay. Like so Vortex is dead. Long live mutiny. Right on. You forgot the second half of that statement. Fuck the bears. <laughs> Long live.
live mutiny. Fuck the bears. Oh. So the concept is still alive. It's just L and D is uh, trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're both trash. So wait, what does LDK do differently uh, from the other two? Yeah. Oh, so it's a lot of with the wallet management. That's yeah. that's the big problem. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of wallets, you want to talk about an interesting project that came out this week that has to do with wallets? Sure. Actually, I guess it was last week. It's been ten days. But uh, the Plub Dev course. It's not a real wallet. <laughs> yeah. It's close enough. Yeah. How, sure. many, how many students did you get, Mr. Austin? Yeah, Austin, come on up. Let's talk about PlebDev. Here, I'll, I'll let you two take it from here. I'm sure people love it when you clap in the mic. Yeah. Or yell. Mic check. You did definitely just like yell at the top of your lungs earlier, but it's okay. Screw our viewers. Yeah, it's just all right. Kidding. We love you. So yeah, let's uh, talk about PlebDev. Yeah, it's been, it's had a pretty crazy reaction. Uh, I was surprised by it. Um, we're at 265 students signed up today. Last so, I checked. Um, real quick, what is PlebDev? Uh, so the PlebDev is just, uh, so the PlebDev course is just a course that's meant to, if you're starting at zero or if you've tried to learn how to code and given up, to kind of get you started building apps in a direction towards getting you to build apps on Bitcoin and Lightning. And so this uh, is like from zero, don't understand programming at all. Yeah, that was the, that was the goal. Because uh, I'm just relating to my past self, like I learned how to code from zero. I didn't know any programmers. I'm not I was born smart. to code out of the womb. Uh, what? I was born to code out of the womb. Yeah, I know. You're you're a different kind of creature. And like, <laughs> you know, some people, uh, now some we people all they're just naturals. Yeah, we all start somewhere. Yeah. But the idea of the pleb dev, like, I, um, probably about seven months ago, like, I had been programming for quite a while. I really wanted to build stuff on Bitcoin and Lightning, but it was so difficult with my, like, basic app development skills to be able to, like, build something on top of Lightning, build something on top of Bitcoin. And I kind of just thought I sucked. Um, and then I had this realization that, like really, we don't have the, the, a lot of the guides, a lot of the resources, a lot of the libraries that say like an Ethereum has for making it easy for junior developers to kind of get started and build something on top of their protocol. Yeah. Uh, like we focus a lot on the protocol in, in Bitcoin, which is very good, but there's this whole other side of, of development, which is building on top of the protocol. Yeah. And like that was just one realization I had. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to build apps on top of the protocol. Um, yeah, I like the Bitcoin protocol fun again. Yeah, I like the protocol, but I'm not really a protocol engineer. Um, I like learning about it. But yeah, it's not my thing. And and I had this realization and I wanted to start talking about my journey and like my, the way that I see development. And I felt kind of like insecure to talk about it because I was like, you know, I'm not a real Bitcoin engineer. 
and so that's where I came up with the idea of pleb dev. Like, I'm a pleb dev. I'm a pleb that, you know, learned how to develop, and I'm trying to do whatever I can to kind of add to the space. And then once that was in place, I, I kind of started to realize that there's a lot of people that kind of feel the way that I do or are on a similar journey. And it was kind of like, hey, if I can make it, then you all don't have an excuse. Yeah. And that was the realization. <laughs> I love I that approach. It, you all don't have an excuse. Yeah. So the whole pleb approach is just fascinating. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely was like this whole, like this whole group of people that felt like underserved. Uh, when it comes to like programming on Bitcoin and you tapped into that hardcore. So what are you up to yeah. now in terms of like students? Uh, 265. Um, and how, and when did you release? 10, 10 days ago, 266. Wow. That's Let's crazy. Go. Soon, soon TM. Wow. Um, not quite as soon. So how has the reception been so far? Uh, it's been good, uh, pretty like universally positive. Um, I'm looking for like more critical feedback, definitely. I think a lot of people are still not that far into it, uh, but you know, it's been good. Um, I spawned up kind of like the day that it was released. Uh, like I hadn't thought about it for like a week cause we like finished it and it was such a sprint. You just had sprint. to walk away from it for a bit. Yeah, and then I just checked my phone one day and it's released <laughs> car just like sent it live. And I was like, Oh no, the car does. Yeah. We were waiting for you to me to like review it or whatever. And as soon as it went live, I was like, damn, okay. I can't just like make this course and then just leave it out there and walk away. I need to like actually connect these people uh, with these people. So, um, I started a discord server called pleb devs now. Yeah. And shout so, out to the discord server. Yeah. We've, we've got like 60, five people or something in there now. And so we're doing sessions. We're about to be doing biweekly kind of workshops that add on to the course material. That's, that's live really coding. Cool. And you know, you can come get personal help from me. So yeah, I'm just, the plan is for right now, just like show up and try and engage with these people and see what's next. So what are the challenges that you see in front of you right now? Like taking this to the next level? Um, well, time, um, definitely like I'm being stretched pretty thin cause I am working a full-time job and like, I have another like side project I'm committed to and That's like true. the pleb dev thing. Are you allowed to talk about that side project? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask my, uh, my boss. <laughs> uh, he's, he's somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, secret stealth, uh, project me, uh, me and Kiana have been working on, um, bounties for stacker news. So hopefully, uh, honestly, two weeks, I think TM, um, two weeks TM, we'll, we'll have yeah. that out. So that's something I've been interested in for a while is like lightning bounties and kind of that game theory and incentive system around it. So, you know, trying to finish that up well, and the pleb dev thing is happening and trying to stay employed. So yeah, just where do show you see up. yourself like being pulled to the most? Um, definitely like the pleb dev stuff. I, I like education. Um, it, like it's fun for me and like pretty meaningful, but you know, I just want to keep building and learning myself. Like I'm, I'm on the journey myself still. Like I have a chip on my shoulder and there's a lot of stuff I want to build a lot of stuff I want to learn. So yeah. I'm not like fully dedicating myself to anything, but you know, if, if I can have a community of like similar builders around me, like, you know, that would be amazing.
Well, you can level like up together. You have that community, or at least you're growing it yourself. Yeah, it's it's starting. So, do you see a lot of engagement on the Discord for the workshops, or is it still too new to tell? Well, we're about to have the first one tomorrow, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's been not like the most engagement so far. Like a lot of people, they clearly wanted to join, so there's something that they want out of it. Yeah, so I I'm saw just that. like going all caps every day in the Discord and like trying to get people to engage and like trying to create stuff and you know, I'm gonna do this until I like crash and burn and I can't anymore and hopefully we make it to like a sustainable community before then. There's something about that video, that promo video that you and Super put out yeah. that just like captured people and they just impulse buy and they wanted to sign up and they're like they were sold on the idea. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the genius of Carr and Logan and, and Super, the lead star. Like, Super was practicing the script. I don't believe for it. For, like, days. No, I saw I him he just it. nailed it on the first try. He did pretty good on the first <laughs> try. That is true. But he was also practicing it. And it goes on for, like, another minute and a half after, like, the video is a shortcut of it. Like, really, it goes on for another minute and a half. So how and long just was he staring in the window? Yeah, um, it was dense. I had to add more to it so that when he went out and did all those baiting cuts of him saying all the bullshit, there was more <laughs> stuff for him to be saying there. Because when you when you start overlaying them, it gets short really fast. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, there's. It's kind of a mystery of like why certain things go viral. I think it was like kind of funny, and I think it was like capturing people's attention, but it's. You know, it's basically been the main driver for the course. Like, that was our plan. It was like, hey, we're going to build this course, and then we're going to make this dumb video, and it'll make everyone take the course. Like, it doesn't sound like a great idea on the surface, but it really freaking worked. We have, like, apparently over 100,000 impressions on that video. Wow. And That's crazy. I, I didn't know much about, like, course numbers or, like, Udemy courses, like, what their average numbers are, but we're definitely, like, getting pretty far up there for, like, new courses. Um, so like is that video students. still circulating? Yeah, it's still around. I see probably every day at least wow. someone else new like retweeting it and engaging with it. Wow. Yeah, not bad for a couple of plebs. <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah, I think uh, like one of the big takeaways for me is like there's a lot of companies and a lot of people that are trying to get new developers into Bitcoin. And I think like the magic sauce that Pleb Lab has is that just that framing and that perspective, um, the, the framing of the, of the plebs, the pleb devs, the application devs, uh, making things fun, being excited about what we're doing um, and meeting people where they're at, like also just like emotionally like the whole like the promo video like the whole concept is super saying all of this super confusing kind of bitcoin yeah. related sats stuff within sats yeah interlinked within sats and you know that's how it can be as a pleb sometimes if you like go to a bit devs you go to your first bit devs and you might think like oh i'm never going to be bitcoin programmer like i didn't understand anything yeah. they said especially but last night last night we we're getting into the weeds on some stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah. 
Koji Nakamoto's Olympic tournament. That's me channeling BitDevs number one. Yeah, last night at BitDevs, we were like getting into a PR on GitHub about full RBF where people were posting like charts and graphs about the economic impact of changing a single flag in the config. And it was just like, man, I, if, if you weren't a dev, like you just felt like you weren't supposed not, to be there. Yeah. I mean, and not even just a dev, like for, for that deep of stuff, you know, you, you got to understand the context. Like it's not even just the technology, it's the context around RBF. It's, it's original yeah. implementation, the rules that went into it and, oh, we like this rule. We don't like this or the policy rules. We like this policy. We don't like this one. So like, it's, it's a lot to learn, but I mean, this is what like base 58 is great for. And I was a base 58 student about five months ago. And that was what really Shout got out me to base 58. Yeah. Like just comfortable at a very general level with the protocol. What? Oh yeah. Maybe like six months ago it was, uh, yeah, it was in May of this year. So I got and I came to Austin in um, June of this year. So feels like forever ago. Thanks for accepting me, y'all. <laughs> it's been fun. Cool. For real. That's true. They uh, they let me in a pleb lab one time, and I was like, huh, it's unlocked. This was like the old one at the Capital Factory, so I just like showed up every day after that. Um, Glad you did. So it's a good strategy if you're a, a pleb and you want to come like be a part of what's happening here. Yeah. Do the same. We want you Just to come in. annoy us and hang around. Start working here. Yeah. Yeah, you can knock. We'll let you in. Uh, you could disguise yourself as the janitor. Well, like a Goodwill hunting. Oh, really? Getting a doorbell. A doorbell. Is it on the blockchain? It's a lightning power doorbell, yeah. Sats to enter. Oh, that would be really nice. Yeah. So, do you want to name drop any links to like uh, the PlebDev course or the Discord? Like, how do we how do we join the Discord? If um, so like it's posted all over my Twitter right now. It's also in messages in the course, and it should be discoverable on Discord now. I'm like doing their community verification KYC bullshit, so. It should be around, but yeah, it's just called Pleb Devs. And if you're on Udemy, if you search Pleb Dev, there will be one result. Uh, wow! So, so you you're, you capitalize on that namespace. Yes, but I'm mad because someone has bought the domain Pleb Dev, and like I I wanted that domain so bad. Uh, I have gay.dev, but that's about it. Mm. So, is there anything else you want to talk about before the audience uh, descends into madness? Is this the last PBS for the year? I think this is the last PBS for the year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So this is like the Christmas special. Uh, it's a lousy PBS Christmas special. Yeah. 
We should have got some decorations for the table. Like some Christmas lights, some wreaths. I don't know. Some festive stuff. I, I think I was like one of the two OG PBS viewers that wasn't in Austin. Because like I knew I knew I was going to come to Austin. And then PBS started. And I was like, hey, these are probably the people I'm going to be hanging out with. Let me watch this. Man. Bad first impression. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like other people have that same story where they they're listening to PBS and it just it captures them and then they want to come here and be a part of it. So they come here. Yeah, I mean maybe hopefully. And like th this is something I want to do more is like let's let's get the signal out that this this is the place you want to be. If especially if you're a, a developer or you're looking for like opportunity or to level up in Bitcoin and Lightning. I mean, yeah, there's other places you can go, but Austin is the mecca. Like I arranged my life like over the course of a year to be able to move here. Moved here six months ago and, you know, uh, been accelerated like I, I couldn't believe. So, you know, it's it, it's real. It was just a dream for me when, when I came here, but the dream is definitely alive. And there's a lot of room for, for more people, more devs, more designers whatever you have to offer. So get to Austin. Yeah, come to Austin. There's plenty of room for everyone. Yeah, we need to sell more desks. Yeah. Get these desks full. Oh, they're pretty full right now, actually, but there's always room for more. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm still the only Austin I've met so bad, so I've got a bad uh, end on set so far. So. Hey, Marcus, do you want to talk about ChatGPT? <laughs> I'm just I killing think, time, brother. I think Paul does. <laughs> fifteen minutes. All right. Let's uh, let's explain all of ChatGPT in fifteen minutes. So linear regression is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's you know it's pretty cool. Um, it's built on GPT three, but it uses a smaller data set, a more refined data set, and it uses like different embeddings. So it's pretty interesting, like if you play around with GPT-3, which I did a lot, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to get like sophisticated prompts from it. Um, like it takes a lot of data engineering and like making like a data set that you can fine tune your model with. And they just managed to make like a model that's like fine tuned for all like general conversation and like teaching and communication. Um, you put a chat GPT bot in your Discord. I did, yeah. So someone back engineered the ChatGPT API because even though they're called OpenAI, uh, it's not very open. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. I spent like four days trying to get it to work and I got to work. And then after two days of it working, they like added like Cloudflare and put uh, it on something called attack mode. It cut you off. Yeah. So now I have to figure out how to like make a headless browser session or something to get past that on my server to get it to work. It's gross. For like the same models as ChatGPT, you just pay for tokens versus the UI where you don't. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the problem is that open AI, like GPT-3, it's like custodial AI, um, basically. So you can't, it's not something you can reproduce. It's a black box. You're paying for their API. You're paying for privilege access and they can just cut you off whenever they want. So that's really bad. Um, and I know that like a lot of Bitcoiners, their perspective around AI is that like it's bad. It's a centralizing tool. It's, it, it provides incentives for just like farming data. And that is true, but I think that it doesn't have to be true because like AI is a technology, you can self-host it, right? You cannot leak your data with, with self-hosted AI tools. And, you know, I want to see a future where people um, are able to use AI to actually reduce their trust or reduce uh, trusted third parties versus increasing them. Um, Maybe so uh, that's why I keep open up data with set. An open data set? I mean, there are some open data sets out there, but like the, the ones that are powering the megaliths, like ChatGPT, those data sets are private. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, and, and like I kind of tried to do something like this last year. I made something called Bitcoin Knowledge Bot, and I made it all open source. And the idea is that it would be reproducible completely. Um, so it's not just like a black box that I made and you're trusting. And it was really difficult to do because like my data set was open. That was, that was easy to do, but it's hard to make it to where then the individual can take my data set and change it if they want or add their own stuff and then upload it to OpenAI and make their own fine tuned model and, and do yeah, all of that stuff. Versus if, if this stuff was just open, if I could just host this on a machine, I could just serve this out um, to people and you know, and then they could just go look at my code and copy it and go, you know, fork it, do their own thing. So I, I really hope that there are actual open AI solutions um, that come around, but the incentives are bad. Yeah, I don't like the way the incentive, I mean, the incentives is basically empowering like these big companies like Twitter and, and now even GitHub so basically just yeah they have these massive data sets that now they're incentivized to privatize because now they see this like huge economic incentive to turn these data sets into AIs yeah and and I but think nobody else has access well you have access through their portal essentially uh-huh nowhere yeah. else and it already might be like illegal today like copilot um because what copilot is just reading all of the code on github and it's giving you solutions, but there have been examples, like I saw this on Twitter, where someone has like a very specific package or a very specific piece of code that like is the only one of its kind that exists on GitHub. And whenever you prompt um, a copilot this query, it'll cop basically copy this guy's code and it'll produce it for you. Yeah. But this guy, his code is behind a license, and it's Which on. Gets stripped. Yeah, it's on GitHub. Yeah. So I'm paying for, I'm paying for Copilot, that's taking this guy's code behind a license and feeding it back to me for free. But they don't even know that because they just made a, a black box that reads their whole website, yeah. and just serves up the best response. And so, that's how AI works today. It's funny because if you take that same AI and you ask that AI like to you, you give him a prompt to like basically speak to you about like what is copyright infringement and like what are your opinions on taking copyrighted code and then using it for like uh, outside of the license and then chat gpt will basically tell you it's like oh that's bad and give you a long form answer of why it's bad 
and it's coming from the same AI that is essentially also being used to rip off people's code. It's like even the AI understands that what it's doing is wrong. Yeah. But it's, its masters do not care. It's funny that you say that because <laughs> I had a chat with ChatGPT where I was asking it about like if uh, like the most powerful AI tools should be open sourced and like fully opened or do they need to be protected by the people who create them, which is exactly what OpenAI is doing. And uh, it agreed with me because <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty easy argument to make. But, so the AI is based? Uh, in some ways, but don't ask it to uh, make any jokes about women because it won't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Tay. Yeah. So yeah, that concludes, I guess, uh, our chat GPT segment. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Stoked to be alive. Yeah. What uh, do you see for the new year? The new year? Uh, you know, 20, 2023 is going to be the year of the pleb dev. That's my, that's my prediction. I think that you're going to see uh, kind of a whole new movement, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case, planning for it, and want to see an increase in open source projects, an increase in contributors to open source projects, and an increase to educational resources. You know, like we're, we need to build the tools. We're not ready. Uh, we're not ready today. You know, if, yeah. if the worst case scenario, you know, if, if everything comes crashing down tomorrow, Bitcoin and Lightning, it's not ready. Yeah. We need to be humble. We got to be building as if that day is coming tomorrow. So I don't know. Yeah, that That's hypothetical was posed uh, yesterday at the BitDevs. It's like, what if? Yeah. What was it five what billion? What if the world, like the the world financial system, imploded and we had to onboard like six billion people onto Bitcoin in two weeks? What would happen? Yeah. That was the prompt essentially. That's what we were debating. Yeah, like it's it's an interesting discussion. Um, yeah. I'm know. glad we're having that discussion. I, I am too. I am too. It just gets so like, it gets so convoluted so fast. Like it you does. get into the realm of politics so quickly and what people's ideals are for how hyper Bitcoinization is going to be. is like, oh no, I think that everyone's going to hold their own private keys and that everyone's going to have a UTXL or like, oh no, I think only, you know, 10% of the world at most is going to be using Bitcoin at all. And the rest are going to be using like different fiat currencies or CBDCs. And, and it's like, well, I'm, I don't know, like we kind of want to be building for the, the biggest possible user base on Lightning. But at the same time, we don't want to make bad security trade-offs yeah. for scale. So that's for the protocol devs. I'm yeah. just going to sit on that. That's the, their domain. Yeah. We just like to build. I'm just going to parrot what they say. <laughs> but... Uh, so are there any shout outs that we should do besides voltage? Yeah. Final thank you to voltage. Shout out to voltage. This voltage is really great. We love they actually spend money on R and D and Bitcoin, which is awesome. Uh, I hope they get more money Yeah. for all of that. I think, uh, yeah. Can we get some uh, glass door testimonials for Voltage? <laughs> uh, and the workshops. I guess we don't have any workshops at all until next year. Um, yeah. Oh, was mine the next one? I thought someone was ahead of me for the 7th. So on the That's 14th, you're doing Docker Crash Course. 
Yeah, I was nice. going to do a crash course on uh, just using Docker to develop. I know. It's gross until you have to teach a bunch of students that all use different fucking operating systems. Then it's not so gross. <laughs> so, yeah, things aren't things aren't stopping. We need to get a we need to get a volt a voltage workshop. It's over. Yeah. How many people did you fail? Oh yeah, no, it's, class was amazing. Yeah, we had like a lot of killer finals projects. Uh, some of them the students want to pursue in actual like projects that they want to build into a company. Other students want to use their project for their master thesis. Um, <laughs> I think the best project was uh, this one called BitBNB, um, where it was essentially they designed a smart contract to essentially uh, to allow someone to deposit funds into this contract and then they can sweep the funds out whenever they want until a certain point in which case the the other the counterparty can sweep the funds and they were going to use that as a reservation system yeah <laughs> yeah so they they built a website they built the, like everything that they needed to, to interact with the the bitcoin uh, blockchain like they did it all a to z that was a cool one. Yeah. And then there was another one where they were using uh, time cards. And so it's like you clock in, you clock out, and then it generates a Bitcoin transaction and pays you. Yeah. There were some really cool, really cool projects. So. How many of them What's that? How many of them Here? Uh, I don't know. Like, we'll see uh, next year. But uh, I'm still, you know, we still have the, the class Discord. I'm still keeping in touch. We need to. I mean, I'm glad the class went well, so I mean, we're going to have another one next semester, yeah? We are going to have another one next year. It sounds like we're making progress on the push into undergrad, which is also awesome. Yeah, uh, we also have like a really great new sponsor for the class, which I don't know if I'm supposed to say who it is, so I'll. I'll we'll save yeah, we'll save that one for later, but that really exciting things up ahead, yeah. So, future is bright. Yeah, Topher is the real prof, teaching uh, master's level, just like a total savage. So it's cool, but we got both sides of the bell curve here. Yeah. Uh, the right side and the left side. No, we so have the, covered. no, I feel like the pleb side is where to be, though. Pleb side is cooler. It's a, it's a pretty cool place, yeah. Going to school is not that, not that cool. Going to school is fine. I, I, I really like the University of Texas. <laughs> Yeah, all my favorite devs dropped out. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's it. Uh, anything cool. else before just, we close off? Just shout out, shout out to Voltage. I mean, yeah, thanks for sponsoring the show. Thanks for being awesome in the community. And uh, we'll see what sponsor we have next <laughs> year. Uh, hello, Keon. Yeah, shout out to Voltage. Shout out to... Shout out to Carr, shout out to Thriller, shout out to Keon and Stacker News, shout out to Galoy, where's Nick, where's my uh, Noster hater in the audience, yeah, shout out to freaking Mutinies in the house, shout out to Simon, shout out to Kyle's pink suit, shout out to Sean and Strike, 
Yeah. Shout out to Logan for producing. Shout out to Logan over yeah, there. Shout out to Logan. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. To Logan. Logan, the producer for PBS. <laughs> shout out to Marcus, our new resident AI guy. Yep. Uh, shout out to Alex too, man. I wish Alex was here, but shout out to Alex for uh, all the art that he's put up everywhere. He's left his touches like in every nook and cranny of this place, which is great. Yeah, shout out to uh, Tristan. He's uh, coding furiously in the back. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a wig. Shout out to Austin and his uh, wife, his beautiful wife. Yeah, it's. You two are crushing uh, it. When are we having uh, another, uh, was it Plebcrafts course? That's what I'm interested in. Uh, I don't know. Next Plebcrafts, Jana's talking, but she would say two weeks TM. Two weeks so, TM. Well, next year. Starting at our next PBS, we will start taking live callers on air. Oh, yeah, you're oh, to I, I've been told. So, <laughs> so we need to land a sponsor before we start doing that, because uh, it'll be really difficult afterwards. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we won't be able to afford uh, this desk anymore. We'll have to go back to the trash can. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Yeah, I think now we're just, we've already ended the show and we're yeah. just in the after show I, party. I noticed we're not doing the, uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> the what? Oh, never the mind, what? never mind. Well, I mean, you know, there's an event for a mandatory penis inspection uh, coming oh, up yeah, in a month. So, yeah, it looks like that's that not happening board. anymore. So, yeah. next year, I guess. Yeah, All right. Year, it's a little cold today. Let's start clapping for myself like Cardo's. <laughs> 